You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. The Life Tree Community Church Podcast. Welcome, you all. I'm letting you know that tonight we have a very special guest speaker. Not really a guest, one of us, but for uh, the first time speaking here at Life Tree, um, our summer intern from Princeton Theological Seminary. Uh, James Ayers is here, and James is going to be sharing a message that God has put on his heart to share with us this evening. So, uh, James, I've gotten to know him, getting to know him, wonderful guy, and uh, honored to have him as part of our Life Tree family. And uh, this is just uh, a great young man, and I'm just excited to hear what God has put on his heart for us to hear tonight. So, James, would you come and share with us uh, what God's got? Let's give him a Life Tree welcome. Come on. Praise God, Life Tree. It's such an honor to be here and to be able to preach God's word today. And I just wanted to thank Pastor Dan for everything he done for me from the very beginning. I'm just going to say a quick prayer, if that's okay, and we can get started. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity that you've given me to preach your sacred and most righteous word. I pray, God, that you would take over that you, God, would speak, and that you, God, would deliver your message. I am your vessel, O God, and I will be obedient. I am an unprofitable servant, only did that which you have told me to do. I pray to God that you will be glorified as you have promised in your word. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, and now is what we pray. Give thanks. Amen. The title of this message is, Donnie, Listen. In August of 2021, my family and I witnessed my father undergo a series of strokes. And this one particular night, my dad went to, he went through a, um, a state called a sleeping state. And that sleeping state is where the brain has evolved. It basically has become so swollen because of the strokes. And depending on the person and the stroke itself, it causes some damages to occur. Whether temporarily or permanently, we do not know until that brain settles down. And at this point in time, and that one particular night when my dad was in the hospital, he went to that sleeping state, the brain became swollen, and it caused him to be speechless. And it caused him to be speech impaired, and it caused him to go into a sleeping state. And in that sleeping state, he will wake up periodically, and he'll go back to sleep. You don't know when he's going to wake up. You don't know when he's going to go back to sleep. And when he wakes up, he was also blind on the right side of his eye. So he'll look out with his left, his left eye. And... He'll just stare for a while. He'll just look, and then he'll go back to sleep. And one morning, my uncle came to visit my dad, which is basically the very next day after he went through the sleeping state. Some way, somehow, he was aware of his presence, 
and he woke up. He didn't say anything, he just stared, and he tried to greet his brother, which is my uncle, the best way he knew how. And of course, my uncle looked at him, and my uncle told me the story because I wasn't there. At the time, it was during COVID when it first started, so therefore, he couldn't really have many visitors. So my uncle told me that the moment that he came into the room to visit my dad, he looked at him, and the first thing he did was pray. He prayed over him, and then he started to talk with him. Just reminisce about the old times they had, just keep him comfortable the best way he knew how, and he just talked with him. My dad woke up, then he went back to sleep, and he just rested. Then the nurse came in the room and had to move my dad to another room in order to meet his cares a little bit more appropriately. My uncle followed, of course. Then my uncle told me that when he entered the room again, saw my dad still in that sleeping state, he said that he started to say the Our Father prayer. And something very interesting happened after he said the Our Father prayer. When he was done saying the Our Father prayer, my dad looked at his brother and he said, Amen. And then he said, Jesus. My uncle stood amazed, but he kept calm. He thanked God and just kept talking with him. Time went on. And my uncle continued to just reminisce and talk with him, keep him comfortable. When it came to the end of the hours for, for visitors, my uncle knew it was time for both him and my dad to get some rest. So he got up, said his, goodbye, his goodbyes to my dad, and on his way out the door, my dad woke up and he said with a strong, direct voice, which is such a blessing because these two words that my dad's gonna say to my uncle are the last words that my dad would ever have said. My dad looked at his brother and said, Donnie, listen. My dad said, Donnie, listen. Just those two words at one time. My uncle turned around, astonished, and he said, I am listening, Jack. And as both my uncle was anticipating his next response, I did the same when my uncle was telling me this story. And my uncle watched my dad fall back to sleep. And weeks later, he went home to be with the Lord. I remember pondering this my uncle told me this story. And I remember asking God, you took my father, my best friend, my brother, you took him home. And I didn't have a chance to hear the last words of my father. I didn't have the chance to ask my dad one last word of wisdom because he was speechless. And the two words that I my uncle tell me that he said on his last days is, Donnie, listen. And I'm saying to God, God, listen to what? What is it that my dad wanted to say? What is it that my dad wanted my uncle to know?
I am left here with the business he established. And the 20 and 30 years of experience that I had as a partner is gone. And I am supposed to carry this load of taking care of this real estate investment business that both him and I established. But I am a beginner, and I am trusted to continue this business, God. God, I don't even know a thing about real estate. I learned a little bit from listening to him, but I don't know what to do. Then also, my dad was an anchor of my family. My dad was an anchor of his immediate family as well as his regular family, and even to others. And I, as being James Ayers Jr., represent him, look like him, and I'm supposed to carry this same load, God. And I couldn't get one last word from my father. But God says something to me that brought, brought my um, attention to God very clearly. I said, wait a minute, God. My dad was supposed to speak, period. He was supposed to be speechless. He was supposed to be speech impaired. And it just so happens that after the first prayer, then after the Our Father prayer, he's able to say amen and Jesus. And then it just so happens that out of the entire time my uncle was talking, it wasn't then that he was about to leave that room. Then my dad said with a strong, direct voice, even pronounced the words perfectly. He was able to enunciate, and he says, Donnie, listen. I realized that it was not my dad speaking, but God, through his spirit, told Donnie, told all the Donnies, told me, told my family, listen. You know, one thing that's in common is that we all go through life experiences. We go through stress, decision-making at all times. And what comes with that is pros and cons, things that we have no control over. It's overbearing. It's tiresome. It is annoying. It is aggravating. And you're sitting there doing the same thing I did. God, what in the world? What am I supposed to do? How in the world am I supposed to solve these things? If I make this decision, or even that decision, it doesn't just affect me, it affects my family. It affects the people I love, it affects everything. What am I supposed to do in this moment, God? It's so, so stressful. And then God says to us, God tells all of us, just as he told Donnie, listen. And therefore, God gave me a message to give to you all in two scriptures that God wants us to know about listening. And the first scripture is going to be in James 1.19. And the second scripture is going to be in Jeremiah 29, verse 12. In James 1.19, it tells us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow 
to be in anger. The first word that we hear before we hear listen is be quick. Hurry up. Do not hesitate. Listen. Listen. Then he tells you, be slow. Be slow to everything else. Be slow to start speaking. Be slow to become angry. And why does God say that? God is letting us know that we are, want, we are definitely willing to do the very opposite. We are quick. We want to call our friends. We want to call our family. We want to talk about this problem right now. We want to speak. We want to be quick to speak. And my Lord, some of the problems that we have in this daggone world, we are going to get pissed off. Oh, yes. We are going to be angry. And just as Pastor Dan told us about anger, it is truly a dynamite. It is necessary to have because we have to know what's right from wrong, sure. But be careful of how you use it. And therefore, God is telling us, be slow to that. But isn't it funny that God tells us to listen quickly? Quickly listen to who? Just as God spoke through my father. It was not my dad speaking, so God was telling me, do not listen to anything else that you hear. Your dad is about to go home. I know that. Everything that you are going through is there. I know that. Listen quickly to the word of the Lord. And be slow to want to talk about it to anybody else. Quickly listen to me. And quickly, quickly listen to me. Even when you are angry, be slow to those as well. And the second scripture I'm going to focus on is going to be in Jeremiah 29, verse 12. And I saw this scripture. I was like, wow, God. God brought something to my attention that I never thought about. Jeremiah 29, verse 12 tells us that in those days, when you pray, I will listen. In those days, when you pray, God said, he will listen to you. Now, the, what I love about this is the fact that when we know what someone's about to say, when we know every word a person is about to tell us, just think about when you were a child or when you are in school and you hear the instructor, you hear your parents tell you something over and over and over and over, and then next thing you know, when you heard it enough, you say, I already know what you're about to say. You don't want to hear it anymore. But God says to us, who knows all things, who understands all things, who can do all things, who already has a solution, God says to us that in those days, in these days, even today, when you pray, I will listen. Jesus told us in Matthew, he told us in the book of Matthew, believe chapter 6, he said to stray away from vain repetitions. Why? He said, because when you pray, the Father already knows what you're going to ask before you ask it. But yet, God says 
that when you pray, I will listen still. I will still listen to you, even though I know every word that you're about to say. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to listen to you. You ask yourself, God, why would you sit there and listen to every word that you already know that's about to come out? And God tells me and he tells all of us that this is truly an act of love. That just as the scripture tells us that Jesus, because Jesus loved us first, is the reason, the only reason why we are able to love him. That he loved us first, so therefore we are able to love him through the spirit. And just the same exact way, in the same exact manner, God tells us that since I listen to you first, listen to me. The same way I love you first, love me, is for a reason. God is our role model. God shows us how to handle situations, handle problems, that even when you pray over and over again, God, out of his love for us, sits there and listens to us out of the act of love. And therefore, because we love our God, God tells us to do the same, to sit there and listen to him first before you do anything else. God showed me a story, which is the story of Job, of course, the book of Job. I saw something that I never noticed. In the very beginning, after God gave Satan permission to touch the flesh of Job, but not his spirit, not his life, God allowed his friends to speak. God allowed Job to get angry. God allowed all these things to take place. But one thing that was real interesting, God did not say a word. God did not move in the entire beginning of the story. All you hear and all you see and all you read, really, is what Job went through. God did not speak until the end. What was God doing the entire time that all these things were taking place? He said God wasn't doing nothing. Oh, God was doing something. In order for God to answer everything that was taking place with Job, you know what God had to do? God was listening God sat there and listened to every problem. And he already told Satan that he's not going to curse my name, so he already knew it was going to happen. But yet God sat there and listened. Now watch this. So God was slow to speak. And then God also was slow to wrath. How? God was angry with Job's friends. But God told Job that I am going to, God told Job's friend, excuse me, that I am going to cause Job to pray for you so that you would not die. God, number one, was quick to listen. Number two, he was slow to speak. And God was slow to wrath. Now, all this sounds great. Okay, sure. I am to listen to God through problems and circumstances and situations. But it's one question that still relies, how? How? 
how in the world I'm supposed to listen to God because the bills certainly do not wait for me to listen. The problem certainly does not wait for me to just listen. How in the world, God, am I supposed to listen to you when everything in this world do not give a crap? It's here right now. It's facing me right now. What am I supposed to do, God? How am I supposed to listen when everything around me is so noisy and it's here and it never stops? The key word that God wanted me to surely talk to you about, the key word out of James 1.19 is the word slow. Be slow. Yes, that is the key word. Be slow. Why is that the key word? Why is being slow the key word? I thought listening was the key, the key word. Well, before you can actually listen, before you can actually sit there and not care about all the problems that's around you, you have to be slow. And I'll tell you why. The Greek word for slow is bradus, bradus. And one of the definitions of that word is inactive. Do not commit yourself to be active towards what? Speaking and being angry and really anything else other than listening to God. Something very interesting is this. In James 1.19, you hear quick to listen. You hear quick one time. But God tells you, be slow twice. Twice he tells you, be slow. Surely, yes, it's two different words about being slow forward, but he could have said, be quick to do this, be quick to do that. No, but God says instead, be slow twice, and only quick to listen once. Why? Being slow is very important. Being slow is extremely important. Being inactive. We have to master the art of being slow, refraining ourselves from speaking and from being angry and from doing anything else. It is a self Discipline, a self-moderation that must be taken very seriously because our flesh immediately wants to do everything else but listen to God. God knows this. He tells us the importance of listening by telling us twice to be slow, be inactive, refrain yourself from committing that action of speaking and being angry. Because when you be slow, when you are slow, you are at peace. You are keeping yourself from listening to the false accusations of this world. Since God is truth, so is God's word. And since God's word is truth, what is anything else? It's a lie. God is telling you that the secret of being slow is trusting in me because you are keeping yourself 
for being active, for moving towards doing anything that you are not supposed to be doing. And when you, 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 are, you are learning to be still, you're learning to trust God over the matter, you're stopping yourself from being slow. By being slow from, from doing anything else, you have to slow down. And you have to trust in the Lord. And then God tells me, tells me that in the act of being slow, that you are telling God that the battle is surely not mine, but this battle belongs to the Lord. God, I am going to listen to you. God, I'm going to trust in you. And you say to yourself, the problems are there. You see it all. It's right there in front of you right now, today, at this very moment. Even when you leave here, the problem is there. The situations are there. Decisions are there. What in the world are you supposed to do? It all starts with you. We are to be slow and quickly, without hesitation, always do what God does with us. Listen even to him so that he may direct your path. You know, another reason why God tells you be slow, especially when it comes down to speaking and being angry, in Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6, God tells us that when we trust, he said, it tells you, number one, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Then it says, lean not into your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, he shall direct your path. The key thing I want to talk about is leaning to your own understanding. When we are talking, you know what we're doing? Talking comes from our thoughts. comes from what we believe. It comes from what we're talking about. Problems are going to cause you to talk about those problems. It's going to cause your own thoughts to arise. God, who knows all things, knows what will take place. God knows what he will do. God knows that he is truth. So God said, be slow to speaking. Be slow to lean to your own understanding. Refrain yourself from doing these things. And then God also tells you, I know you're angry. I know you're mad about this. That's, that's okay. Even scripture tells you it's okay to be angry, but just don't sin. So be slow towards being angry. Be an active toward those things. And quickly, listen to me. Listen. Donnie, listen. <laughs> So now we know what we have to do, right? Now we know that it's surely important that we have to listen to God, that we have to trust God in situations, that we have to know that God is truly there no matter what we go through in this world. And we understand that all these things in life can surely occur, but it is okay and it's all right because God has it in his control. Be slow and listen quickly to the word of the Lord. Now, we ask ourselves also, what can we expect when we finally learn how to listen quickly and be slow to everything else? There's mainly three things that I heard in my heart from the Lord to talk about what happens when we are quick to listen. And most main three things are very key. 
And the first thing, when we are quick to listen to God, when we are quick to listen to the word of the Lord, and we are slow towards everything else, we are able to be obedient. Why? The first act of obedience is listening. Jesus, when he was going on that cross for us, it said in scripture that he didn't say a mumbling word. Why? Jesus was being obedient to his father. How was Jesus being obedient to his father? Jesus was listening to God the entire time. And he even proved that from the words that he spoke when he was on the cross, when he finally spoke. The first words he said was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know what the key word is in that entire verse? Father. He didn't speak to anybody else. That shows you that his mind was kept on God. Jesus was able to not say a mumbling word. Jesus was able to remain at peace because he was slow to speak. He was slow to being angry to the point that he even forgave the people that was putting him on the cross. But the main, uh, main situation here, the main thing here is that Jesus was listening to his father. Listening is the first act of obedience. It teaches us how to follow the orders that are directed by God. Because guess what? Even though God tells us that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, sure. But if we don't listen to these orders, how are we to follow after God? So listening is so important because you cannot perform what God is asking you to do. You cannot hear God if you don't be slow to everything else and listen quickly to the word of the Lord that you may walk in obedience. The second thing that God tells us is that learning to listen unto the Lord blesses you to recognize the voice of God in your life. You know, when you're making a decision, are you trying to find out what is right from wrong? Do I go to this college or that college? Or can I, do I move over to that state or stay here? What am I supposed to do? Je- Jesus tells us in John 10 that the sheep hears my voice and I know them. Jesus tells us that God speaks God is always speaking to us. We are frustrated, we are angry, we are confused because we have to learn how to slow down to everything else, to your own anger, to everything else, and quickly, 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 hurry up. Hurry up. Listen to me. Listen. And when you do that, you start to recognize that God was always speaking and that God has a voice you can hear the voice of the Lord. Even Pastor Dan also ministered to me at one point in time when I was trying to figure out what should I do next, even after Princeton Theological Seminary. And one thing he brought to my attention is that you have a pattern in your life of how God speaks to you personally. You can hear from God 
whether you notice it or not, God is talking to you. And you start to realize that the entire time, God has always been talking to me. I've been going through problems before, and God has brought me through. I'm even going through right now, and I can hear God know God is talking. You know what's keeping us from listening? Our anger and us talking over the situation. Stop. Be slow. Be inactive. Slow down. And quickly, quickly listen. The third thing, the most important thing that occurs when we learn to be quickly, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slowly being angry, it brings us peace. We have great peace in the storm itself. The storm is not going anywhere. And we just listened to the song, and the song was talking about being grounded on Jesus. It reminded me of the scripture when Jesus told us that when you take upon my sayings and do of them, he said, I will liken them as a wise man who built his house on a rock. People of God, you are truly that house. You know what you do when you listen to the word of God and do of them, being obedient? You set yourself, that house, on the rock of God. And who is that rock? Our rock in salvation shall forever be Jesus Christ our Lord. And God is telling us, listening to me causes you to drown everything out. You know why Jesus slept on that boat? Jesus was at peace in literally the midst of the storm. While the disciples were going crazy, <laughs> Jesus was asleep. It was a message. Jesus was slow to speaking to the disciples. Jesus was slow to being angry. They woke them up, and he said, peace, be still to the storm. Jesus is telling us that you will have peace just like I did in the storm. And you notice it throughout the disciples' lives as they were going through such torture for the namesake of our Lord. You even read about Peter being in jail knowing his head is about to be beheaded the next morning, but he is asleep between two guards. That the angel had to strike him on his side to wake him up. He had peace. They all had peace because they knew God. They knew who God was. They understood his voice. They were obedient to the Lord because they at all times listened quickly to the voice of the Lord. So whenever we think and we tell ourselves, when we go through such things, such problems, oh, it's going to happen. There's nothing I can do about that. The storm is there. God, what am I supposed to do? God, my dad is gone. God, my anchor is gone. My, <laughs> my mentor is gone. You took him home. What in the world am I supposed to do? Especially now, right now, God listened to me. And God said, just as I told Donnie, I told you, I tell all of you, that even so as I told Moses that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I'm also the God of James, Eric, seniors, I am the God of James, Eric, Jr., God was telling me, listen, Donnie, listen. 
And I came to realize that those were truly the last instructions of my dad, as well as my heavenly father. Those were the last instructions. Those were the instructions. And those were the instructions that will forever matter. Because as I continue on in life, as I continue on to handle these problems I don't know how to solve and be a real estate investor that I never was before, my job forever will be to listen. So God is telling us, as all the Donnies, listen. Listen to what, though? Listen to the voice of the Lord. Listen to the word of God. And we learn from there, and we, can, we see that as we listen to God, that we bring all these problems, all these decision makings, all these situations and circumstances we go through in life, we subject it under the power of God. And we learn to be obedient. We learn to recognize God's voice, and we learn that we have peace in the midst of the storm. God is always the answer. God is always the solution. That's why God can tell you to be slow. That's why God says this problem happening right now, don't worry about it. I am itself the solution. Just listen to me. I knew it was going to happen. What do I do with you when you cry? I listen. I listen to you because I love you. You love me? Listen also to me. Listen to me. I listen to you now. It's time for you to listen to me. And we thank God that even through the times of struggles and the situations, and we don't know how to handle it, we don't know what to do, and the stress is there, and we're confused and we're frustrated. We thank God that we are able to listen to the voice of the Lord. Praise God. Now, the next statement that's about to come up <laughs> is that a prayer a day <laughs> keeps Satan's lies away. The reason why is because it's why God listens to us when we pray. As we pray, we learn that everything else other than what God is saying is a lie. It does not matter. Just as God was testing Job, God is testing us. Just as God knows we will, we will succeed, God knows all things. God will bless us to succeed. What God is telling us right now to do is listen, and guess what happens? Satan becomes speechless. Satan now has the stroke. Yeah, Satan will be speech impaired. You can't hear his voice no more. And you will hear at all times. You're going to go home and have PTSD. You're going to hear Donnie. <laughs> Just listen. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And I ask, dear God, and we ask by faith alone, that by your spirit, O oh God, may you enter into our hearts and bless us, even guide us to have discipline, to be slow towards anything else other than listening to you. That when we keep our mind in you, we shall be kept in perfect peace. And I ask God that you will open the ears and open the hearts of your followers, O oh God. And teach us, O oh God, the blessing of listening. Give us the ability to listen to you, to follow after you, 
to do all the things that you are calling us to do. Bless us, O oh God, to be a follower of Christ, to be a disciple unto your holy and righteous name. We know that listening is the first step. Bless us to drown everything else out, God, and always and forever listen to you. I pray for each and every last one listening to your voice right now, God. And I pray that they will continue on as they leave this place and live out their life and their journey in your name, dear God. We know you're watching. We know you're listening. We know you're there. We thank you for listening to us even when we pray, even at this very day, dear God. You said and you declared that you will listen. Therefore, Father, out of our love for you, we listen to you. Teach us, oh God, how to be your followers. And let us, as the Odanis, God, listen and be obedient. Recognize your voice. And God, even have the peace that you promised us in your word. It is only in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ's name, that we pray for. This is truly the name that's above every, every name. And in your church, dear God, we say amen. I'm not sure he could have picked a, uh, a harder message for New Jersey people. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't do that whole slow to speak thing. We got the, we may be the best, you know, quick to talk people on the planet. I also don't know if there's a more important message than that. As a pastor, I think my primary responsibility is to do that one thing, to be able to hear what I feel like God is saying for me and for us. That's what I try to do each and every week. It's like God, it's not about what I think. Nobody cares what I think. You know, I'm not the smartest guy. It's not about my, my thoughts. It's God, what are you saying to us? Each and every week that I stand, everything that we do as a church, that, that is the message. God, what are you saying to us? Give us ears to hear you. But it's not just me. Let me tell you, parents, I don't know that there's a more important prayer you can pray for your kids than that they would be able to hear the Lord for themselves. You can give your kids money. You can give them opportunity. You can give them just about everything. But for your kids to be able to hear when God speaks to them, ooh, they're going to be all right if you can do that. James, timely message, sir. Truthful, timely, transformational. Thank you for being faithful to bring the word that God put on your heart and speaking that. Remember when you first told me that story, Donnie, listen. I will never forget. Donnie, listen. Donnie, listen. It's close to Dan. You know, Danny, listen. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that, you know. I was Danny when I was a little kid, so. I just want to encourage you this week. Make time. Make time to listen. And you're driving in your car, just turn the radio off. Okay, God, you got something you want to say? I'm listening. When you get home or when you get to work, pause just a few minutes in the car. When you get up, just before you turn on your phone, right, just, God, 
I'm going to assume a posture of listening. Whatever you need to say, God, I'm open. Mm. Yeah. How, how different would our world be if we would all do that? Mm. Heavenly Father, we commit ourselves to listening to you this week. Lord, how blessed are we that the God of all creation chooses to speak to us. Lord, who are we? But Lord, yet you in your great love care so deeply for every single one of us. That you would speak to us precisely what each of us needs to know and hear. Sometimes you're not just giving us information. Sometimes, God, you're just giving us affirmation. Sometimes you're just telling us that you love us, and God, we need to know that. Sometimes we just need to know that you, you accept us as we are. Sometimes we just need to know that you see us, that you're with us, that we're not alone, that you do have a future for us. But we need your voice. Tune our ears to that heavenly octave. Help us to hear you, Lord. Give us ears. We have no questions about your ability to communicate, only about our ability to listen. So teach us really fast talkers to slow it down. And us who are slow to listen to become quick, to hurry up and listen. Because what we hear is precisely what we need to hear each and every day. We thank you for this gift, too wonderful for words. We thank you, Lord. We will continue to trust in you each and every day in the week to come. It's in your wonderful name that we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Hope you have a great week. And parents, please don't forget to get your kids. <laughs> God bless you.